Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I'm the pastor of Lighthouse Church North County, and this is our podcast. Wherever you are and however you are listening, I want to say thank you for tuning in to what we are teaching at Lighthouse. Our desire is that these messages would help you to fulfill your God-given potential. If this message impacts you, share it with someone you know. We are on this journey together, becoming more like Jesus, one day and one step at a time. Now here's today's message. We hope it blesses you. Lighthouse Church. It is so good to be in the house today. I feel so honored and privileged to be speaking to you today. Last week, my husband brought an awesome word to the men. He spoke about being loyal to your wife and moving from that cruise mode of loyalty into the mode of loving your wife. And it was such a great message. If you missed the message last week, I want to encourage you to go back and listen into that word. It was incredible, and I know that you will be blessed by it. So today's Valentine's Day. I hope that you feel loved. I hope that you feel um, appreciated and surrounded, surrounded by friends and family and loved ones. It's a special day, and I'm just honored that I get to speak to the ladies today. So if you're a lady and you are listening in, this word is for you. And I'm excited that I get to pour into you today God's word and we get to dive deep into the word of God. We are in a series of conversation regarding the metaphor birds and bees, which dives deep into um, the topic of relationships and relationships. They are so magical and beautiful and just amazing, right? And that's why we're spending a whole month diving deep into this topic. And today, I'm speaking to you, ladies, regarding becoming Mrs. Better Half. Um, can we pray and ask God to speak to us today? Dear God, I thank you because we just experienced an amazing time of worship together. And I know that our hearts are ready, our minds are open to receive from you today. Would you speak, God? Would you pour in a word? Would you touch our relationships today? Would you guide us through them today, God? I pray that you use me to speak your word and that hearts are transformed, relationships are transformed today because of this word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So um, marriage is something that we women think of at an early age. I believe that most of us start thinking about it pretty young, much younger than men do. So we start thinking about our wedding day, our future loved one. We start thinking about our wedding dress, right, and how we're going to look as that bride walking down the aisle. We start to think maybe of our um, future family. And I know that for women, that starts a lot younger than for men. And I think that for men, while they're thinking about becoming the next football star, or basketball star, or maybe athlete um, star, they, they're thinking about becoming a fireman or some heroic um, position, we are, women are thinking about 
the future in our families, in our marriages, in our significant other, and at least for the most of us. I know for me, I used, to, I used to think about what my last name would be. Like, what name would I take? What would be the, the name that I will bear, have for the rest of my life? And whenever I would crush hard on a guy, I would just start thinking, like, how would Joanna Clooney sound? You know what I mean? Like, how would Joanna Affleck sound? Or maybe Joanna Pitt? Um, how about Joanna Beaver? And I just dream about it. And maybe during math class, I would even doodle the name, you know, on the side. Um, so we do funny things in relationships, right? Maybe I'm reminding you of the time that you got a flower and you used the petals to, to try to guess if the guy liked you. He loved me, loved me not. He likes me, he likes me not. Am I bringing all these memories up to you? This is funny stuff that happens in relationships. And that's exactly what I want to talk to you about today. But I want to take you to our, our text, our Bible text, which is in Philippians 2. Philippians chapter 2, we're going to be reading um, verses 1 through 11 today. This is what the Word of God says. It says, um, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from His love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and sympathetic? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other. Loving one another and working together with one heart and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't live to make a good impression on others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't think only about your own affairs, but be interested in others too and what they're doing. Your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not demand and cling to his rights as God. He made himself nothing. He took the humble position of a slave and appeared in human form. And in human form, he obediently humbled himself even further by dying a criminal's death on a cross. Because of this, God raised him up to the heights of heaven and gave him the name that is above every other name so that in the name of Jesus every knee will bow and in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Ladies, we love a good closet, don't we? How many of you have a dream closet at home? Would you put it in the chat right now? I want to know if you have a dream closet. Tell us. Come on, this is like your show-off time or maybe your time to shine. We ladies love a good closet. And I remember in our first home, my, our first home that we got bought together, my husband and I built a, he built a built-in closet, my dream closet. It was Awesome, we got to design it together, and he built it, and then he installed it, and it was amazing. We got to have several compartments, we had drawers, we even had a vanity set. It was a truly a dream closet. And in our new home, 
Let's just say that he's still working on it. It's on the list. Hello, we have three boys. But it was amazing to have experienced ha to, um, having that closet. And so we ladies love a great closet. The thing about closets is that, as you can see, it's filled with things that should bring us joy, as Coney Marie says, right? It should really represent us. What we have in there should be a representation of us. It should make us feel good. It should make us feel happy and confident. But many of us have things in our closet that are not bringing us the best out of us, that don't even make us feel good. They no longer even bring us joy, but yet we keep it in our closets, right? Oftentimes, the things in our closet even bring us down, but they're in our closets because there's a door, right? And you leave it closed and nobody sees it, and it takes time and willingness to go through your things and clean things out and put things in there that really represent you well. So today, we are going to start off by searching deep into our closet, our hearts. We are going to search ev at every dark corner. We're going to search behind that corner on the door where the dust collects. Every dark corner that's forgotten, that's neglected, that's been forgotten. Because God has something special for you today. And I believe that he is not going to be searching you to shame you or judge you or put you down. But he wants to come into those areas of need. He wants to come into the unhealthy areas of your life. And so when we open up ourselves to God and say, God, come in. Come into our life. Come into my life. Clean me out. Take out the very things that need to go out. He is going to also position you and remind you of who you are. Ladies, you are the daughter of God. He is your heavenly father, and he calls you his own. How amazing is that, that he has chosen you as his daughter and he loves you. He's so proud of you. You are his pride and joy. And sometimes we walk in life not even knowing it. So today, I want to remind you who you are. He wants to remind you who you are. You are his daughter. And he wants to position you as his daughter. You know, um, I have this dress right here. And I love this dress because... If you can see, it's kind of big, um, flowy, and it's flowery, and it makes me feel like a doll when I put it on. It makes me feel young, and I think it makes me feel good because it's flowy, you know, it's comfortable. Um, but when I put this dress on, something happens to me where all of a sudden, I feel like beautiful. I feel like a boss woman, you know? And I hope that you have something in your closets that makes you feel that way. Maybe it's a pair of shoes. Or maybe, because we've been in quarantine for the last year, maybe it's those pairs of slippers in your closet that you just love and makes you feel amazing. And when you put that on, 
Think of that feeling that you get. Think about the way that you feel when you put that dress on or those slippers or that robe. Um, And that very feeling is a feeling that we get when we're reminded of our position in God. He calls us his daughter. And as his daughter, are you walking in that way in your relationship? As a wife, are you walking your role as a wife in that lens? I'm a wife of my husband. Am I treating him like the daughter of God would treat my husband? In my relationship with my children, am I treating them like the daughter of God would treat her children? So you see something happens when you're positioned, when you're reminded of who you are, when your clothes or your heart represent you well. And today, that's what I want to remind you. I want to remind you that God is positioning you you today as his daughter so that in your relationships you you can represent that. I want to... remind you also that something happens when you wear that clothing article, right? Your favorite thing, like your slippers or your robe or your dress. You walk a little different. I know, I know I do when I wear that dress. It's comfortable, I love it, it makes me feel young, like I said. So I walk a little different. I maybe even act a little different because I'm super confident in that piece of clothing. And so when you are positioned as the daughter of God, you are going to be walking with authority. You're going to be walking with precision, knowing who your heavenly father is and knowing who you're representing. So you are going to act different. You're going to do things different because you're going to be doing things God's way as his daughter. And, you know, when we act in that way, we're going to be doing this wife role differently, right? You're not going to be doing it um, knowing that you're not representing Christ anymore because you're going to be reminded, I'm the daughter of God. I'm going to be the wife to my husband best way that I can because I'm his daughter. And I know when I remind myself that I'm the daughter of God, I know I treat my children different. I know I begin to treat my husband different. So that's why today we got to search our hearts. We got to open up. And like we read in this text in Philippians, we got to humble ourselves and say, God, here we are, God. I don't know what has happened. I don't know. Maybe I haven't been exposing myself to you, being vulnerable to you. But today I'm opening up, God, so you can search me. And the psalmist David said it best. He said, God, search me, O God, and know my heart. And that's where it starts. It starts by you being open so that God can do a work. And you can step into your God-ordained position as his daughter. What does that mean to your marriage? That means that when you're positioned as his daughter, you are going to be doing your wife role again in a different way, in the way that God has intended you to be. What did God give in Philippians 2? The passage of scripture that we just read. He gave his only son. He gave us his son, Jesus. And Jesus walked here on earth with humility. 
He showed us real love, and he's our example that we're going to dive into today. Because you see, real love gives. Real love is humble. Real love is selfless. Real love is unconditional. And oftentimes in our relationships, our love isn't humble. Our love isn't selfish. Our love isn't unconditional. Far too many times we put conditions to our love. If you don't do this, then I won't do this, right? Um, Sometimes you say, well, you have to show me first. So we don't walk in selflessness. We walk in selfishness. We don't walk in unconditional love. We put all kinds of conditions to our love. And Jesus didn't show us to love in that way. In your relationships, are you generous? Are you humble? Are you selfless? Do you love unconditional? Because that's what Jesus showed us to do. When God gave us his only son, he didn't wait until we got our act together. He didn't wait and said and do the things that we do, right, to our significant others. When you do this, then I will do that. We we would have still been waiting for our savior. But Jesus came while we were yet sinners. And he showed us the true example of love. What does that mean for your marriage? This means that you don't have to wait for your husband to be generous to you. You don't have to wait for your husband to start doing things in your marriage and change things. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and start. Do it anyways. Don't let pride get in the way. Don't let pride come into your closet. You know that you should love, so love. You know that you should be affectionate, so why are you giving him the cold shoulder? You know that you should be kind with your words, and why are you being so cruel? When when you begin to give, you're going to find this freedom in God. And when you are generous and you begin to give, do it genuinely. There's nothing worse, right, than giving and then getting those side comments like, well, nobody brought me flowers, so here I am. I brought flowers, everybody. You know, it's like giving with strings attached. It's giving with a lot of sirens coming along the way. And that's not the example that Jesus gave us. He gave unconditional, selfless love without any strings attached. And he is our model. He is our example. Let me take you to another verse that I just love. And I love this verse because this verse reminds me that in my giving, in my relationships, and in my marriage, I should be giving in a way where I feel a little pressed. Because it's hard to give, right, when you're not receiving. It's our human nature to give. Let me see if, if, you know, if the office staff brought coffee, then I'll bring coffee. Or if my husband brings me breakfast in bed, then I'll bring him breakfast in bed. It's our human tendency to wait to be generous until we receive. But I love this verse because it reminds me that when I give like Jesus, I'm going to be pressed a little bit. It's going to feel like, oh, I don't, really don't want to give, but it's, it's a stretch. So it's not easy to give. 
especially when it's not being reciprocated. So let's read what the word of God says in Luke 6.38. It reads, give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And when I read this passage of scripture, um, it, about being pressed down and shaken together, I think of my husband's espressos. Um, the last year, we, in this last year, we've been quarantined a lot of time to, and spending a lot of time together. And I have been super caffeinated. I have tried it all. I mean, my husband has gone above and beyond in his um, self-made barista self. So I think of his espressos because he is the best barista in the whole world. I kid you not. I'm not even joking. Um, his espressos are like handcrafted perfection. They're strong, they're smooth, and they're made with a ton of love. So it's literally heaven in a cup. And as I observe him these, this past year, especially making those espresso drinks, I see him, you know, opening the bag of espresso beans and he's scooping the espresso beans out. He's putting it in a little cup. He's measuring and then he weighs it on a scale, legit scale. It's digital. It's it's serious. And then he doesn't stop there. He pours it into a, grind, a grinder because it has to be ground, freshly ground, you know. And then after that, this is where it was just mind-blown for me because he pours the, the ground espresso beans into the basket of the espresso machine. And then he gets this tool. It's called a tamper. And it's like a steel stone. It's flat and it looks serious. So then he gets it and he's pressing the espresso beans. He's pushing them down. He's getting the air pockets out, right? He wants a leveled um, cup, a level basket that's like perfect and pressed down because I learned that when you get those air pockets down, when you take the time to tamp those beans, you're going to get a good quality shot because the machine is not going to pull. I'm telling you, one day you should ask my husband and he's going to just give you all the details that I probably missed. Um, but he is seriously the best barista. And so when he does that, it was just mind blown to me because I didn't know there was air pockets in the espresso beans and that if you take them out, it's like going from Starbucks to a third weight coffee shop. It's like now you're legit, you know, once you use that tool. So the machine won't pull a good shot of espresso if you don't press the beans with a tamper. So what does this tell me? This tells me that that press is important, right? That press means something. It's going to change the drink. So if the word of God is saying to give with a good measure, to press it down. Make sure you just press it down, that you shake it together and that it's running over. What does that mean? My giving should not be basic. My giving should not be cheap. My giving should be generous. It should be running over. People should be asking you, why are you doing that? Are you crazy? 
Probably the same face I made when I saw my husband bring out that tamp and press the beans. Um, so I hope that today you're seeing generosity in a different lens and that you are seeing how we are to give and how God instructs us to give. Come on, why don't you put it in the chat right now? It's in my press. When I'm giving in my relationship, it should feel like I'm pressed because I want to give my all. I want to give generously. I want to give unconditional. I want to love like Jesus loved. You see, when you are being generous with your spouse, and I want you to hear me now, are you pressing down? When you are giving in your marriage and if you're in your relationship, are you making sure that you're giving it your all? That you're leaving nothing out when you're showing love to your husband? When you're showing love to your kids? Listen, ladies, we've got to get this. Because in the measure that you use to give to others is the measure that you are going to be receiving. So if you want extravagant love, ladies, because I know we do, we got to give extravagant love. If you want affection from your husband, you got to give affection to your husband. Don't be nagging and then wondering why he's not affectionate towards you. Give extravagant love and you'll receive extravagant love. Be affectionate and you'll receive affection. In order to receive honor and respect from my kids or my husband, I got to show honor and respect to them first. And again, I'm not going to wait until I see it because that's not the model that Jesus showed us. So I give anyway. Acts 20:35 says, "But when we give from a pure heart, we receive more than we could ever imagine. Jesus also said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And coming back to my husband's espressos, because I'm not done, I know how much he loves to make me a latte. And it is a love language of his to um, make those espresso drinks, and he's so proud of them, and they're so good. So when... Um, he makes me a latte. He doesn't do that to bribe me or win me over. It's like a way that he expresses his love towards me. So in this last year, we've been working from home. So oftentimes I'll be in my desk working, maybe even in a session online. And I just see a, a hand, you know, coming over me. And there's a delicious cup of coffee, espresso. And it just, you know, it means the world to me. I know he's showing me his love. He's taking care of me. And ladies, when I'm sipping on that cup of espresso, you better believe that I'm enjoying it. I feel like a queen. I feel loved. And that's, he doesn't do that because he's bribing again. It, it makes me, though, want to return the favor. Like, love back. Be kind back. Show him kind acts occasionally. This small example is what, being the better half should look like. You give just because you love. Give with a pure heart, with no strings attached. But give what you want. You want affection? Give affection. You want kind deeds, spontaneous dates? Then start planning them. 
and watch God give to you far more than what you could ever imagine. Transformation in your marriage, transformation with your kids in your home and in your heart. So you take the first step of what you want to see in your relationship. Don't wait for your husband to do it. Don't wait for your significant other to do it. Start today. If you want it, you got to give it. Give because you love them, even though they may not be reciprocating the very thing that you want from them yet. And I'm going to finish with this, um, this thought with this verse. In Philippians, the text that we started reading from in chapter 2, particularly in verse 6 through 8, the word of God says that who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his very own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeliness, likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus humbled himself to the point of death. Jesus gave his life so that we could live. He served us. He walked among, among us as the least of us. That's real love, and real love gives. Real love is not stingy, it's not prideful. So let's follow that example. I'm reminded of that song, um, That's Love, That's Love. Um, I don't know, it's old school, I don't even know the name of it, but that song reminds me of this text because he gave. And that was love. So as I come to a conclusion, I want to remind you that God has good things for you. He has good plans for you. He doesn't just want to come out and take the dark stuff out of your closets, your heart, the heavy stuff. He wants to replace it today with something better. So many of us may not have generosity in our closets before we started. In our hearts, there was no generosity. Maybe we were holding back from giving in our relationships with our husbands. And today, I believe that this is going to be like God, the divine exchange, where you take that stinginess, that pride out, and you just throw it to the side. And then... You say, I was not humble. I was being prideful. But today, I'm going to throw it to the side. I'm cleaning this heart. I'm cleaning this closet because God is replacing it from forgetting who you were to remembering I'm the daughter of God. I'm going to start loving and giving in my relationship the way that God showed me to do. And ladies, watch God do far more than you could ever imagine in your relationships. I believe that today God did a divine exchange in your life and in your heart. In order to see your spouse become the better half, you have got to become the better half. Do you give so that we can get? No, we give from a pure heart. We give 
from a pure heart and receive far more than what we could ever imagine. Jesus said that it was it's more blessed to give than to receive. So give what you want. Give because you love, not to receive. But because I love you, I'm going to give you. And I might, may not see the same thing back yet, but I'm giving you because I'm trusting God's word. I want to encourage you to become students of the men that you love. Give him stuff that he's going to want, you know? Maybe you, you're thinking, I'm going to give him a massage because I want a massage, but then he hates massages, you know? It's like, let's sit and talk to him. Ask him these questions. You know, last year my husband um, was reading this book, and um, it was called Pursuit the pursuit of your wife or something like that and um he kept asking me these questions I was a little uncomfortable kind of thrown off like what what's up like what are you asking me these things but he wanted to give me things that I was actually gonna like that were actually gonna touch my heart and they really did but he sat down and he asked me so ask your husband say kind of food do you like maybe you've been making a whole lot of salads but what he really wants is you know some soup so ask him what he wants get to know him stop and study him observe him a little you'll get bright ideas and I know that if you go to God he's going to show you what you need to give to him He's in your corners, lady. He is your father, and he's rooting for you. He loves you. He's so proud of you. So remember, go to God. Ask your husband. Get to know him. Study him. And watch God do amazing, incredible things. The journey of becoming a better habit is never reached. It is never over. I know families that have been marriages that have been over 50 years married and they're still working hard on their relationship. It's not for the weak and it's not for the faint of heart, but it is so worth it. And it is something you got to keep fighting for. It's a closet that you keep cleaning and that you keep changing and that it evolves. But you got to keep God in your center. And this text in Philippians 2 so that it can be an example to you of how God loved and how we are to love as well. My prayer is that God and his word become your center today so that you can rise to be the better half that God wants for you. Can we pray today? Can we ask God to make us that better half today? Dear God, I thank you, God, for the word that you have deposited into our hearts, Lord. I thank you for that divine exchange that took place today, God. You took out some stuff, Lord, that did not belong in our hearts, did not belong in our relationships. The pride, the ego, the holding back, the conditions, the strings, God. You've reminded us and positioned us as your daughters. And as your daughters, Lord, I want to love like you loved. As your daughter, Lord, I want to give like you gave. As your daughter, Lord, I want to live and have relationship with others like you did. God, thank you for that reminder today. 
and thank you because you have thrown out those things that needed to get thrown out. Lord, I praise you for the divine exchange and I ask God that you bless marriages and relationships today and that they receive far more than they could ever imagine. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If this message has blessed your life, I want to encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.